Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. This segment is proudly sponsored by Florio's Italian Restaurant and Grill just south of Lincoln Southwest High School on 14th and Pine Lake Road. Stop by for dinner Monday through Thursday from 4 to 9. Stop by for lunch or dinner Friday through Sunday, 11 to 10 on Friday and Saturday, and 11 to 9 on Sunday. They got pasta, seafood, steaks, chops, plus other great Italian dishes, and of course, they've got amazing Italian wines. So stop by Florio's for dinner tonight. Raf, I almost got Florio's last night. Oh, the breakdown. Because that, uh, well, no, 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 because you can eat pasta. Oh, your afternoon? Or your yeah, afternoon? It, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, good. it was for dinner. Yeah. It was Donuts. A, I was going to get a big pasta, yeah. but I opted for uh, Chipotle instead, and I got double meat, double chicken. Ah, double protein. Oh, man. Double protein, I bigger muscles. I killed it. I killed it. Is that I all it takes? Yeah, more protein, more muscles. Did you, you lifted, I noticed yesterday morning, you lifted upper body again. I lifted arms. Yeah, it was my first day in a week that I lifted, so. So when is legs coming up? Legs will be next Wednesday of October of you're going to do legs June. next week, June next week. Yep. Uh, June next Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Okay. Remember yeah, the foundation, man, you got to do the Wednesday legs. Wednesday legs. You can't Wednesday neglect legs. the legs. You yeah. can't neglect the legs. I will never man. neglect those pistons. You know what? At Nebraska, I'm going to tell you something. Boyd Epley would stress legs so much, so much because that's where your power is at, man. Yep. And just long-term sustain. I don't know if you've seen that clip. That Boyd was still squatting some crazy amount of weight like uh, six months a year ago, give or take. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, that dude is a freak, man. But he, it was Mike Arthur is another one. Randy Goble, those guys yep. are still in great. How old do you think uh, Coach Epley is now by now? 70 oh, something? 70s, yeah. yeah. Gosh, that dude is still because in crazy he was, good shape, man. He was, you know, when Coach Osborne got, yeah, so I probably 70s. Man. Speaking of football, though, I was doing a little scheduling today. So we got basketball. That starts tonight, but that'll go until about the 18th or 20th, I believe, if they go seven games. Which I'm hoping they do. And that takes us almost one month away because you got NFL training camps that start, I believe, mm-hmm. in that July That 20th. hard knocks will come on during that time, too, yeah, won't it? July 20th area. And nice. then I think you've got uh, – The All-America the, uh, Hall of Fame game? Yep, that'll be that – Early end August? Of the, end of July, I in think. July? End of July. And then you have – um, Big Ten Media Day and all that stuff that takes place, I think, what they say, the 29th or somewhere 24th around? 24th or 25th or something like that. So they always start practice that Monday after. So we just get through this basketball. Whew. We got one month, and it's football. It's game on. Let's go. Let's play. I'm fired up. I love it. 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 Um, Nebraska football, it, I mean, I'm going to tell you something, Coach Rule. This was, was reading this in the Journal Star this morning, and uh, they are going – all out as far as uh, canvassing the country. Uh, Nebraska, will all, Nebraska will host a Friday Night Lights camp on June 16th, an annual tradition that often helps the staff identify future recruiting targets. Uh, then they have their youth camps on the 19th and 20th of June. 
um, seven days of camp sessions, uh, condensed on a 16-day period. Uh, so, and then they're also, okay, first of all, the Friday Night Light Camp, guys. How important is that to Nebraska, especially right now? You know, because you're looking at recruits for 2020, uh, 2023, uh, 2024 to 2025, 2026, yeah. and beyond. How crucial are those Friday Night Light Camps? Well, I think these first couple are, are crucial because it's going to be your first opportunities with a lot of these guys that maybe you haven't been able to meet face-to-face yet mm-hmm. to get in front of them and to kind of talk to you and talk to them, I should say, and they can see now how you operate mm-hmm. in a camp setting, right? And it's I like how you said that, to see how you operate. To, I mean, because the, the, as much as the, the coach wants to get to know the athlete, it's also vice versa, right? Yep. And so when you could find somebody – from the state of Nebraska, from some small town in Kansas, from some small town in Iowa that makes the trip and they don't graduate till 2026. Well, you still have two years to foster this relationship mm-hmm. and continue evolving. If you can, if, if they leave a good impression on you and you leave a good impression on them, mm-hmm. it leaves you with a, with a really good spot. Yep. Yeah. Raph- Especially since it's the first couple, first one for this staff yep. at Nebraska. Raph, if you have a, ch- if you have a kid, are you sending them to Nebraska satellite camp? Satellite or Friday nights or Friday anywhere? night? Friday not satellite. Well, that too, but for Friday night lights. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, like I agree with everything Nick said there, and I also look at it too as this is a chance for the fans to even play a factor too, because face it, these Friday night lights camps when they open up to the public, yeah, they get more crowd than most of the spring games that take place around the country. So mm-hmm. that is that's huge for Nebraska fans to go out there and support, and it d- does not have to be like one person either. These those players down on the field, they're they're sitting there looking up, going, "All right, they got this kind of support on a Friday night for mm-hmm. for just a practice, not even a camp." So it's it's definitely it's great, it's fun times, and it's also it's for the, I know the coaching staff, like Nick said, it's like they're getting to know each other. The players are getting to know the coaches. It's just more more ways to spread that name. Hence why they're going to a lot of you know these satellite camps that are taking place around the country just to get, you know, face recognition and seeing each other. And so it's, it's important time. Sometimes you think in the summers, it's like, well, this isn't for the coaching staff, not really, you know, they can do some recruiting, but I mean, summer is where you're going to make all your hay in the fall eventually. So it's a big one. Here's why I think it's important. I'm going to ask you both this. What's Nebraska's identity? (laughs) Well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. Casey Tominaga. Yeah, even on football. Um, I, I don't what know. Is our, I'm, I'm dead serious. What's our identity? And I mean, what has been our identity? How long? I'm, asking, I'm, I'm just asking, what is our identity? And I'm, I'm going to lead back to where I was going from. What is our identity? I don't think we Are we a running one. team? Are we a passing hmm. team? What? Are we a uh, – uh, uh, what, what, what are we? What are we? What are, who saying, are I, we? I don't, I don't think we know. Not even what. Who, who is Nebraska? What do we do? What do I want to do? I want to be physical. We've talked about that for the last, well, the whole Frost regime, it yeah. was like we want to be physical. And Same never, thing on Riley. Yeah. And we never have been, we never have committed to being physical. I liked when he was talking about the fullback. He was talking about how they're going to block and they're going to be physical. And I was like, oh, that's music to my ears. Let it be. Let it be. Fingers crossed. Got it. Got to impose your will. There's this line in a movie. Forget the name of the movie. I, I can see the faces. But he says, who are you? Kid couldn't answer. Kid yeah. couldn't answer. Nebraska's no different than that kid. Yeah. 
Hence why the camps are important right now because we get a, a chance to, uh, to, to, uh, to introduce who we are and who we're going to be. And let me take that back. Not who we are because we haven't proven it yet. Yep. What we aspire to be. Yep. This is a chance to sell the vision of what Nebraska football is going to be about. And the thing that frustrates me the most is that we were one of the most storied programs in college football up until 2001. And I would even say this, because Bo takes a lot of heat. But I tell you what, I take nine and threes all day. Yeah. I would take him all day long. Now, did he struggle in the big games? Conference? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, that's a given. That you can't lie and get facts. Facts are there. Stats are there. We haven't had an identity since 2009. Think about that, y'all. Yeah. That's why I think, leading back to the original question, the satellite camps are so important to say, here's what we'd like to be. This is not who we are because we haven't proven anything no. yet. But this is what we aspire to be. Here's the plans to get to what we aspire to be. And you could be a piece of that. So they have to sell. It's like that movie, man. Yep. You know, trading places, sell, Mortimer, sell. Sell, rule, sell. You have to sell. Hence why those Friday night camps... You can't invite kids and have one kid wear one colored shirt and another kid wear another colored shirt because the kid that has one colored shirt on, he was one that was prioritized. Another kid just showed up because he had 150 bucks. Yep. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. You can't you can't build sustainability doing that. Because yep. the kid that doesn't have that shirt on, guess who's getting the most attention? The kid with the red shirt or the white shirt. Correct. Whatever does that, that, that I'm. I'm just gonna call like that. Was one thing about the old Nebraska football camps. You all had the same shirt. You didn't. You. You didn't know who was. I mean, you kind of knew. Because you know. You. You know. You know how you identified yourself, Raph? By performance. Yep. Exactly. By performance. I don't care if you showed up in a yellow shirt. Yep. You show up and put in work. Yeah. And we had football camps. I'm going back to when I was a kid. We all had big red football school shirts. Yep. They were white or they were red. And I mean, we all wore the same one. They gave us a couple shirts, but it wasn't designated who we invited. This kid showed up on his own. You already send a message that you're not a priority to us. Yep. And we're at a point right now, we can't be selective nope. about who's this. No, we just got to find the best talent out there. So selective, but we can't be out there saying, you know, being a la carte. Well, we'll take a look. No, we have to show and share the vision yeah. of who we aspire to be. Not who we are because we don't know who the hell we are right now. And none of that. Well, we're not going to go to this camp because they don't have any players. That's another thing. It's like, I like how they're going out there and they're going to these satellite camps and they're seeing mm -hmm. and they're, they want to see everybody. You hear like, you know, Coach Foley, you know, still traveling around the state when he, inside the windows where he can travel. He's going to all these schools that these, you don't hear about any players from these schools, but he knows that the more he keeps on visiting these schools, people are going to see him. Nebraska football coach was here. Got to work harder. You know, it, it's still there. It's just a matter of finding it again. Well, I think, I think the perfect correlation or connection that you can make one of the guys on the previous staff brian applewhite did a really good job of this recruiter what one thing that coach applewhite did who's now at buffalo um one thing that he did was that he went to see Crestfield, and i've told you guys this story yeah um he watched one team i can't remember the other team one team northeast i think it was east east obviously lincoln east had malachi coleman have how they have other guys dash bauman is now getting a couple of division one looks things like that and they have a quarterback in Jeter Worthley who's going to be playing baseball at Michigan as of right now as well. So, like, there's there's a lot of talent on that East team that people know about, right? But then they were playing Lincoln Northeast, who didn't have really anybody close to Division One talent, right? He still talks 
to the Lincoln Northeast right. coach just yep. as much as he talks to the Lincoln East coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's because understanding that they might not have right now guys right now that nope. we want, but in six seven years yep. they might. Right, and we don't want to look back in seven years when we go into Lincoln Northeast and go have you know have the the coach go well why didn't you come and talk to me the previous six years you only want you only want to come and talk to us when we have something that you want yep. right and Mickey Joseph did the same thing and so I think yes. I think when you look at they go to satellite camps and they go to all these smaller parts of the country yep. that maybe don't have the best talent right now and maybe they're not even actively recruiting guys mm-hmm. right now but you're still you're still overturning that stone because Absolutely. you you have to because you don't want to look like a, an idiot with cake on your face mm-hmm. in six years when they do have a guy that that is interested in you and and also you're interested in. Yep. We'll read a few of these texts. Uh, Matt Hop uh, eight four says, "Yep, when I went to the Husker football camps, we all had the same T-shirt. I was doing linebacker drills right next to uh, and against Ty Sidon Cooler, Class A guy up against a C one guy. Didn't matter where you came from, it's where you put the pads on. Absolutely." And Chase B, hell, Mickey Joseph was the interim head coach at the time. Was at Seacrest. Yes, he was. Mickey, yeah. when he became interim, dude, he turned over every rock he possibly could. And here's what Mickey said: No matter what happens, I want to leave this program in better shape than what I found it. And that's what he did. That's what he did. He went after it. Um, the rest of that staff that was on that, they all went after it. Mickey was like, "Look, we can't leave any stone, any rock unturned." Yep. And Thomas and Lincoln, I, I'm not Thomas and Lincoln. Yeah, Thomas and Lincoln said, "Yeah, getting blown out of the teams who has just as good a talent on paper, and you lose by 21." It's true. Uh, there was someone else that said something here, too, though, the big man camp. Oh, man, I missed that one right there. Oh, Garbologist. Garbologist, yes. I'm over here really confused that Coach Rule is the first coach in forever to run a, a padded O-line, D-line camp. I'm right with you, bro. I'm taking a huge nose guard to the Nebraska camp on Sunday. I don't think they want his body type, but we're going. Exactly. Go. Also going to the big man camp at Iowa State Saturday. Yes, go. Get that exposure. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm confused as well because <laughs> football – it's still a contact sport. Am I missing something, y'all? Last time I looked. Am I missing something? Still you contact. still play full speed. You still hit. Yep. So having this stuff where you don't take people down. No, it's football. And then wonder why guys get hurt or not prepared when the lights come on and you really start pad popping because you haven't trained for it. Why can't we tackle? I mean, it's simple because we don't. T- exactly. <laughs> Raph, the calluses on my hands, the calluses on yours. You know when we get the calluses? You lift weights. You lift things. That's how you get them. If you, if you show up in August, yeah, I'm going to get in French shape. You have no calluses to be in here. Nope. You don't know how it feels. Your body has not endured that nope. yet. And then we expect them to be just all of a sudden be ready. First time the lights come on on Saturday. Nope. It's not going to happen. And there's a reason why you have contact and why you have padded camps to begin with is because in the past, sorry to anybody in the past, but if you're running non-padded camps, what are you looking at? <laughs> you're just looking at what their numbers were. Oh, well, they ran a good cone drill. They ran a good this. Well, I'm telling you what. There's been a lot of great football players in Nebraska history that might not have put up the best 40 time or had the best vertical jump, but they were just straight animals when they got on the field. Beast, man. And that's what, that's what you're looking for. You want physical, aggressive guys. I mean, they might not fit that, well, he didn't run the cone drill and whatever time it is, but when they get on the field, they turn into a different person, and that's what you want to see at these camps. You know what, Raph, though? You know what that is, too, though, Raph and Nick? A lack of awareness mm-hmm. and a lack of due diligence because you got to be able to see a block – of cement or a block of wood and not look at what it is but what it could be yep. and you chisel it if you're if you're if you're a master craftsman coach etc you can see something that's not but what it could be it's like a great yep. teacher a great coach they can see something you don't even you're just looking at yourself well i'm just i'm just this block of wood i'm just yep. this block of cement oh kid 
You give us some time. We're going to hone you, chisel you, shape you, coach you up into what you could be. Another thing here, Husker football coaches will play a lead role in Division Three program. This is really cool here. The university, and this is one of the satellite camps they're doing, University of uh, Mary Harden Baylor's camp on June 5th in Belton, Texas. That is crucial. Check this out. It's situated halfway between Austin and Waco. Why is Waco significant? We know that. God, that's where he, that's where he coached the Baylor. He has relationships. And they will sift, then they're going to shift their focus to, uh, to the Houston area the next day. Um, uh, Houston Christian will host a camp on June 6th that includes coaches from Nebraska, UTEP, and Louisiana. What does that say to you guys, man? They like Texas. No. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. True. Yep. And where's Buford at? Texas. Texas. Who's a huge what's he uh what is he, four star? I believe four star. Uh who are we talking Buford. to? Buford. Oh, Mario Buford yeah. Buford? Yeah. yeah. Four yeah, star, which they which I've just read, I think it was on three that had it, but sipping those guys and Callan, they were mentioning that he's 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 obviously nothing's happened yet. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. But we're trending. So trending, yeah. whatever you want to call it, but at least we're trending somewhere. But they also and you also gotta look back too as we talk about going to these schools and seeing kids and that were like five six seven years ago well these these kids that coach rule and his staff dealt with you know five six seven years ago when he was down at baylor they're now getting to that age to where they've grown up and mm-hmm. now they're back they're coach rule they're returning back to their stomping grounds so i'd be interested to see you know how they pull what when they get recruits how they're going to come back and be like oh i met him when he was 12 i met him when he was 10 right, perfect example nick perfect example I forget the young man's name that committed here from uh, down in that area in houston his mom had the african restaurant prince will umi uman mielen and the reason why he can't say that name again because you know i'm prince, screwed up prince will uman mielen and the reason why he committed remember he said i've known rule for a long time yep I've known rule for a long time. And it's like uh, uh, going to those guys say to Cap, relationships matter. Yep. He went to two other schools, another school, went to the NFL, everything, went to the NFL and everything else. Not two other schools, out two now, Nebraska. Yeah. Went to the NFL, had a stint there, comes to Nebraska, and that kid still said, I remember him and remembered me. Yeah, well, just think, like, I, I keep on bringing up Coach Foley just because that's one you hear a lot around Nebraska. He's meeting these, like, little 9, 10, 11-year-olds, and just think if he – most coaches have really good name retention or they recognize mm-hmm. you and stuff like that. So he goes back in another year and and all of a sudden he's like, Oh my coach Foley remembers who I am. Mm. It, it just it it just it happens. It, it leaves it, an impression, man. Yeah, and that's that's what I think that prior staffs forgot about was they were just looking at, hey, he's a junior in high school. Well, okay, that's it. And they were never thinking about the future, like, man, there's like maybe a nine or ten year old right now that maybe he his football skills haven't been seen yet, but just being around that you know, you want to play. Back in the day, we always talk about all these kids at Nebraska. They wanted to play for Nebraska because that was what they grew up seeing. Well, it feels like in the last, like, you know, 10 years, 12 years, it hasn't felt like that. You don't have these players that are like, I want to play for Coach Osborne. I, I want to play for – we've never had that. And now it seems like we're getting back to where we're going after these younger kids and, you know, letting them know that, hey, we care about you. So it, it's going to be interesting to see these next, you know, I'd say – three to five years to how these relationships grow and what, you know, what, what can happen just by being a presence in these people's lives. Recruiting, Raph, and you're spot on, bro. And like you mentioned, that nine or 10 year old is not never, never going to forget that. Um, I can still remember mm-hmm. coach Osborne um, at his retirement events, 97. And there are guys there from the, you know, from the seventies all the way up to that present time. And he's walking around the room, calling guys by their names. Yep. Now, he would get me and Anthony Steele sometimes confused because <laughs> me and Anthony Steele, we both had the big nose and Steele's <laughs> yeah. looked young as heck. And, but anyway, 
I think the, Anthony probably sang better though. What's oh he sang a lot better. God rest <laughs> God rest his soul. He was an amazing man. Um, but I remember those youth camps, the football camps where I was at as a, as a student when I was there as a player. Uh, when I worked him, coach would go around those camps talking to kids, and it wasn't it was. I mean, you can you tell he sincerely and genuinely cared. Recruiting is want to. It's want to, not have to. Recruiting is want to. And when you want to build up a program, a company, I don't care if we were talking like we were talking about the lemonade stand, you better get to know who your players are, customers are, i.e., et cetera. Because if you don't, good luck. You know, you got to do that, man. I think we got a caller on the line. Yeah, let's get to Mike. Mike, appreciate you waiting. What's on your mind, man? Hey, when you guys are talking about chalices, I just got a quick comment. I lived in a small town in northeast Nebraska. And every year in July, I'd tell my buddies what type of high school football team we're going to have. And I was right, eight, all eight times. And they said, well, how do you know that? I said, well, I live across from the high school. And if I see the, a lot of the players coming in right after school, gets out and working out in the weight room and that, without even knowing the players, I know they're going to be pretty good. If they show up two weeks before school starts and start lifting weights, not going to happen. So... I couldn't agree more with your calluses uh, thoughts. Thanks. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, brother. Always appreciate your call in, Mike. It's true. Nick, let me ask you this, man. If if um, if your rule right now, and I, I think I've asked Raph this before, I, I guess in a roundabout way, if you're running these camps, what's the message you're giving to these kids? Ooh. Raph, I want you to think about it. Beyond that, what's the message you're giving these kids? That's that's tough. Let's let's go to break and think about yeah, that. Yeah, think about that for a second. What's the message? Because you can't say we've done no, we ain't done squat yet. No. What's the message? Because you get one time at this camp really face to face. Now you'll other time, but first impressions leave a lasting impression. What's your message to these kids? Folks, we'll talk about that because we have some messages uh, from our teammates and sponsors. We'll be back. This is the drive with AD and Raph, Nick in the house. You're on the ticket.